Good morning. This is a Meathead Heavy podcast. Wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. There is a bird that just really wants to be heard. So we're going to name him Pete. If you hear Pete, just send Pete love because Pete knows it's Leo season (laughs) and wants his voice to be heard. And that is what this podcast is about. I have given you a little bit of a word vomit update on my last podcast about living on a yurt in a farm. So please listen if you haven't. I should have taken notes. Sometimes I just go on these tangents and these rambles and I don't even know what I say. But what I do know is that this podcast, I wanted to focus on some really beautiful synchronicities and visions and visuals. And then uh, even more (laughs) serendipitous readings and oracles that really made me feel strongly about communicating about the Leo season we are upon, and most importantly, my favorite day of the year, August 8th, which also happens to me to be my father's birthday. (laughs) So it has always been a special day. I've always talked about it. I've always celebrated it. This will be the 15th year without even knowing what it was, right? So many times we are passively or maybe subconsciously or unconsciously celebrating rituals or doing these patterns and things we don't really know why and then we understand why and then it's just so cool so instead of thinking like oh I knew better or I told you so it's like wow my deeper cells knew something that I wasn't even able to comprehend (laughs) and it's just so important to have that openness and curiosity as all of us are unfolding layer after layer there is no I told you so there is no spiritual one-upmanship or uh, do this practice and you will be more enlightened. That's not at all the approach I want uh, you to take away from this. I just want you to have a little bit of understanding of something really significant taking place. There's always something significant taking place, but it's just extra potent. And it all kind of started with the signs of how much green I was seeing. So obviously when you're surrounded by nature, you realize that the whole entire Mother Earth is the heart chakra. (laughs) There's green everywhere. And when I move through something and my heart um, really needs healing, you know, it feels like sometimes a constriction in your chest or it feels as if there's a disconnect between what is below your heart and what is above your heart. So kind of this idea of human design, if you're familiar with human design, say you have all this energy, maybe you are a generator and you have all this energy that comes from your sacral or from a system that you can't really comprehend. It's just a part of you. It's lower than your heart. It's in the lower parts of you, the womb, this powerful creative force, this feminine powerful force, right? Many of us have that engine that comes from our sacral. Maybe you don't, maybe you don't know what human design is. Don't get overwhelmed by what I'm saying. It just means that we have energy for things we might not fully comprehend. And then we have our brain that tends to want to justify or think through the reasons why we want to have the practical or logistical approach. It has to make sense, right? In our head. But the thing is that the the realist, most revolutionary, powerful things they don't make sense. They don't make sense at all because if they did make sense, (laughs) they maybe would have already been done by now or it's just not how it works. It's 
following the deeper parts of us that say that this or that it's that and that takes a lot of layers of finding intuition finding our ovaries male or female finding our engine that says i have energy for that and i talked about this a little bit in a podcast with pasha and then in a couple podcasts a way long time ago uh, with some human design experts and I am more than happy to expand on human design with human design experts in any way if wanted but what this means is that there are times where we don't trust ourselves, our mind wins and we say no to the things that don't make sense even though our body has energy for it even though we're drawn towards it even though we have this weird magnetic pull towards it we think ourselves out of it or we backtrack out of it because it just doesn't make sense and that's where it really comes down to our heart our middle center like it's not even quite our middle it's a little above but what our heart is asking us listening with our heart listening with this heart coherence this frequency that has been studied again and again through things like heart math, which is an incredible way to learn about how your heart coherence is so much more powerful than anything we could think of. So just by following our heart and by following what we love and by following love in general, people, places, things, ideas, if it's surrounded by love, it'll carry us through. And yet here we are a little bit scared to do that And it's because a lot of us have been hurt. And so instead of seeing it as something negative, it's just this awareness of, wow, my heart needs healing. And our heart always needs healing. And I don't want us to get stuck in, or I don't want to get stuck in the process of always healing because that's a little bit more of living in the shadow that we have to live equal parts, shadow and light. And this beautiful vision came to me a few August 8s ago, 808s. I was celebrating 808 in Joshua Tree. And I, I mean, I'm not kidding. You guys, if you don't know me, some of you know this, but from like, I'll, I'll buy an outfit for August 8th. So I bought this perfect orange Clementine one piece swimsuit. And I just was visualizing all of the things and, I'll talk a little bit more about the August 8th potency, but that vision was so important for me because what I saw was how willing I was to walk in a straight line with my head up when there was a shadow, right? So in the morning, there's a shadow being casted. So you kind of see something, you know, it's this weird perception that for some reason, the shadow gives us comfort and we see it in the morning and then we see it in the afternoon. But what about indirect sunlight there's no shadow right it's directly above us so there's no nothing shadowing around us and so learning how to walk equally with the shadow and without the shadow is so important some of us do better without it some of us do better with it usually that involves Scorpio in your chart (laughs) but regardless this beautiful recognition that we have healing to do and it's never ending and so Last night, as I was thinking about August 8th and the entrance of Leo season, so the sun moving from Cancer, which was very homey, which is very like nurture, love, where's your home, where's your roots, to Leo season, which is all about the lion heart, all about your heart. Where is your heart? What is your heart saying? And is it in the place it needs to be? 
Are we seeing what we need to see so that we can all succeed in this world that we're living in? And it was the moment that we probably have all experienced, which was, I am so sick of feeling my heart hurt. (laughs) Is this another wave of healing? Is this another layer of trauma or, you know, issues that I have to go through or blah, 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 you know, kind of that like, oh man, there's more here. And then it was just so perfect because anytime you find more, it's the representation that you expanded. And so I had this visual of just a little heart chakra, whatever you see when you think of the heart chakra, it could be a heart vessel or a heart bowl, or it could just be a vast ocean space that's green and beautiful and luminescent. But this idea that we actually, when we feel something that we love, bam, we expand. So I look at my cat and I expand with love and I fall in love and I expand even more or I find a new flower or a new smell or all these things combined, a new experience. And we take our capacity for love, which we thought was the max, which it never is the max, and it grows. So every time we have love or experience love or choose love, we expand and grow And just like everything in nature, especially the visual of the ocean, there's expansion and contraction. And so when something contracts after a big expansion, seeing it from a place of, wow, I grew. I loved more than I've loved before in this lifetime. I expanded and now as it contracts, just like the ocean showcases all of the little crabs and the holes and the seaweed and all the things that happens during low tide when you get to walk on the beach a little bit further, there's more things to discover. Not to say the ocean doesn't come back and fill it, but when that ocean retreats and recedes in that position, you start to see more things. And so that's what I was really understanding. Like, oh, okay, anytime... I'm starting to see more, (laughs) good and bad, of what was left behind after this big burst of love. It just means I'm seeing or holding more love, period. And that is what I celebrate. That is what I experience and I love because then it makes us not as scared to love again. It makes us not as scared to put ourselves out there again because we know that we have a bigger sense of awe. We can fill ourselves up more with love. And it's not a bad thing when we see more of what's left behind. It just means, wow, I just haven't tapped into this before. And for whatever reason, that helped me because then it was like, oh, I can't wait to get filled up with love again. And then as it retreats, I'm going to discover more about myself and filled up and discover more. And so all of these crazy things led to me really understanding this. And it was just basically two days of heart chakra, heart chakra, heart chakra, Emily, focus on the heart. And it started by this beautiful serendipitous moment where the uh, Leo, he's a Leo that I'm working with here on the farm, bought a heart chakra singing bowl. And many of you know this. I work with Allison, Ali Zen. She is just so fantastic. She's a sound healer. And ever since creating the bird quiz, which is a really fun personality test slash spiritual test to help you really understand how to receive as much as possible, how to embody and receive. If meditation is surrender, then what is the best way for us to receive what is needed, what is ours, what is true for us? And that could be messages or that could be peace or that could be feelings. 
but there are different energies. And so I've always seen this bird quiz as a way to receive. And with this beluga archetype or the bee in the bird quiz, sound and sound healing is really, really important. It is how belugas receive through frequency, through sound waves, which makes sense if you know anything about whales or the ocean, but sound baths are so important. And it could just also be a good song, but the frequency of 432 hertz or the frequency of the heart itself to have that resonate in your body and your body start to match that and get rid of what is not that frequency can be quite profound. So profound, in fact, that I have puked after sessions because I had so much toxic shit <laughs> to get rid of, which we all do, right? So it's not judgment. It's just like, whoo, that was not in the highest vibration. <laughs> get this out of my body. And that will really be effective if you have a high percentage of beluga in your bird quiz. So that's how it all started. But then it finished with yesterday, last night, meeting an herbalist here that's going to help with the build your own apothecary for the tea company that I have, Element, where you get a monthly shipment of herbs. And she found motherwort. She has so much motherwort. And I don't know anything. I didn't know anything about motherwort. But when an herb comes into your life, there's a reason why. Why is this in my field? Why do I need to hear about this now? Why haven't I heard about it before? Does that really even matter? No, because it's here in this moment. And motherwort literally means heart of the lion. <laughs> so on the day that the sun went from Cancer to Leo, I get approached by a beautiful herbalist with motherwort everywhere and I get three of her motherwort plants. I get a big bag of harvested motherwort and I just like, wow, okay, I'm listening. I am listening. And motherwort is a gorgeous plant. It's tall. It has these leaves that look almost like a marijuana leaf, except more narrow. So it's five fingers, looks like a hand. And it really does feel as if it's holding you. And it's this idea that the mother that we all need, the mother that we have in ourselves can be more pronounced. So whether it's inner child work or whether your mom is far away or you just need some mothering in your life, motherwort helps with your heart. And so I just started chewing it. It's very bitter. I, I can eat almost anything. And so I don't mind it, but, um, I will say actually there's a, a phrase that I'm just going to keep referring to is that our distaste for bitter is actually the core root for all of our, uh, all of our, <laughs> Um, issues with hormones. So our endocrine system is really being affected by our distaste and bitter. And I think that's a whole other podcast, but I just wanted to mention that, that exposing yourself to more bitter is actually a really beautiful thing. So radicio is a great start if you don't know, but bitters in general, and this being a quite a bitter thing, it was interesting um, to have that come up. But I digress. The instant I put it in my mouth and held it to my chest and just put myself in its aura and really tried to experience, okay, what is this plant trying to teach me? I started cracking open. There was so much emotion that came out. I was crying. It was perfect because I was also with my mom. So Cherie, the herbalist who is a mom and my mom, and then this heart opener, motherwort herb that I'm surrounded by and clearly there was just some heart healing and opening that was needed. And I love it so much because it just is like another little cue that this is the focus because there is so much to focus on. And it comes back to this idea of 
what is Leo season truly about? And there's so many Leos in my life I love. I just want to mention a few. There's Erica, my cousin, Erica with a K, who was so brave at such a young age to sing and to share her gifts as a singer in public and being so blown away by that as someone who is terrified of public speaking, as someone who is terrified of putting myself out there, you know, just shaking at any type of public speaking. It was like, wow, you were so brave. I'm so grateful for seeing that. Uh, they have to really be appreciated for just their willingness to put themselves out there. We can learn so much if we are afraid of that type of energy. This is what we lean into. And then there's Coach Sav, who's a coach at Platform Strength, who's just like the most love. Oh, I like just, I couldn't love her more. Her heart is so big and she is such a beautiful human through and through. And then there is this like amazing recognition for how Leos are just able to get shit done. And there's a triple Leo who I'm obsessed with that lives in Maui. She's a farmer, Jessie, literally a triple Leo. So she's a sun, moon, and rising of Leo. And when you see that embodied, it is like the most persistent, resilient, hardest worker will never, ever give up. Like, it's just true. It's like, wow, this heart is so real. The lion heart is real. And so I'm understanding, okay, there's something being told about my heart and preparing for what is needed. What is that? I need to open up. I need to heal more. I need to be held more. I need to recede and see just like the ocean expanded and now contracted. What do I need to start to clean up on the beach that is there now and it wasn't there before because it's new territory but then what's the whole point of it right what's what is this all about <laughs> and I am in human design a 5-1 which means I have the one which is an investigator I have to understand things that's how I got to where I am in this moment right I investigate for myself I am my own guinea pig I didn't like my body I changed my workouts so that I found out what worked for my body I didn't like my acne. So I changed my diet, which in turn turned into so many different layers. The same thing goes for supplementation, herbal medicine, and understanding energetics and flower essences and nature and micronutrients, right? It's just this investigator in me that has to be the Nancy Drew. I have to get to the bottom of things. And then I share it because I'm a five and I don't know how not to share it because that's just who I am too. <laughs> so my hope is as this kind of switches to more of the hippie uh, that you take this and you understand that where in my heart am I not allowing to shine through or where am I afraid to shine through or where am I not in alignment so it's not shining through even I'm even though I'm trying, trying, trying. If it's not easy, if it's not flow then maybe there's adjustments required. And we get to see all, all of that when the sun is at the highest peak, which is right now in Leo season. The sun is happy and it's going to show us everything we need to see. And so I'm with my mom. She's here visiting in Northern California. And I have quite a collection of tarot decks and oracle decks. I've talked about this quite a bit in various ways of tarot and oracle, and maybe you're new to it, maybe you're an expert at it, maybe it's what you do for a living. But let me just say that I think all of us need to have the knowledge of how to pull a card for ourselves when we are needing a sign. Do I think that we can become overly dependent on external things for a sign that our body actually already knows? 
Yes. And there is a slippery slope that we can always get into about any methodology that says that the methodology is the answer, not ourselves. And this can be for beautiful, sacred things just as much as they are for not sacred things. And so I do recognize that sometimes I am overly dependent on those external things. And I recognize it and I know when I need to take some time off and I have 10 decks and it was just amazing because all of my decks, they are gifts. And when you gift somebody a tarot deck or an oracle deck, or when you're gifted them, the potency is exponential. I highly recommend not buying your own decks. I highly recommend waiting for them to find you and come to you. Not to say that yours aren't special if you bought them because they're always special and they are what you make them. But my mom has bought me my most significant decks. And I've been taking some time off from my Oracle decks just in this new environment that I'm in and also wanting to just be experiencing my own body's yes and no's. And sometimes I see Oracle decks just by looking at how many cups are in my car (laughs) or how many cups I left on the table. Like, oh, cool. I left six cups and we're reminiscing. That's a very six of cups card. So there's like a literal translation of tarot that sometimes we forget because our heads are down and we want something so tangible, but it's all around us, right? Everything is all around us. And so when I went to the shop with my mom and she saw a deck of cards and said, I need to buy this for you. I was so excited because I knew it was going to be significant because I didn't want this deck. I didn't even see it. My mom saw it. My mom is such a beautiful, witchy, witch, wonderful, intuitive Libra, Libra, <laughs> human. I mean, she's just, she just knows her birthday's on ten ten. My dad's eight, eight. My mom's ten ten. Shit is going to be set right. <laughs> no question. And I just was so excited because I knew whatever message was going to come through with this deck was important. And this deck is called the White Light Oracle Guidebook. And I've been so drawn to white. And I always am drawn to white, you know, in certain ways because like, White, white nails make me look tan. <laughs> and I've always had this thing about wearing a white jumpsuit. And then I found these white overalls because now I'm living on a farm and I'm a farmer. So I've just been like really pulled to white. But then I realized that Sirius, this is where we get crazy. So stay with me if you feel like it. <laughs> it's not even crazy. This is just so real. It's not even funny. Sirius, which is a star, if you have any sort of astrology background or app that you can look at the sky and look for a star called Sirius. This is really connected to Egyptian mythology and specifically the goddess Isis. And so if you study Isis or have seen anything of the mythology of Isis or the kind of idea of civilization that is out there that is giving us energy here for us to do the work we need to to spread more light there's a deep connection between that. Like how do we embody some of these qualities of the mythology of Isis, which is really about reframing our root, reframing our self-doubt, our lack of belief in self, our insecurities, our really bad relationship patterns, and our issues with money. That is all Isis. That's the Isis goddess coming through. If you are familiar with the Sophia Code, this is another 
really beautiful white book that gets all into how there's different goddesses for different chakras. So the root chakra really being the definition of who we are maybe isn't all that there is. Who do we think we are and can there be more? Is there more? And of course there's more. That's the whole plot twist. There's always more. Who you are is maybe just who you are in this moment, but there's a lot more layers to you. And you might be feeling this angst or anxiousness or frustration when you are like, I know there's something more. (laughs) I know there's something more, but what is it? And I'm in this box, but what if I want that box? Or I'm just constantly dissatisfied and I always am suffering. Well, this is what we need to focus on. We need to focus on this beautiful, innate perfection that we are and translating and turning these bad energies or let's say the scorpions in our life not that it's associated with Scorpios, but this idea that Isis had these seven scorpions, just like seven chakras, and she was able to take the venom of these seven scorpions and turn them into something with alchemy that was no longer poisonous. So if we have poison or hatred or any negative energy in our life, we and we ourselves get to convert and alchemize that so that it can be put into a place of light. It can be put into a place of bigger, more expansive love. And I talk about this a lot with the bird quiz. There's this fun little seven days of bird challenge you can do. And it's weird, you know, because it's just so like out there, but it's so me. And it's so Jennifer who co-created this quiz with me. And it's just this way of seeing it's a ritual that you can take every chakra, every scorpion that might be there, you know, from your root, it might be guilt from your sacral. It might be shame from your solar plexus. It might be guilt again. It's in fear. You know, there's all of these different things that we live with this, this poison, the suffering that's just not even real that we ourselves have to learn how to heal and convert. We can't look to other people to do it, or we're going to continue to find those problems and that suffering. And so this white is everywhere. This deck is white. And I know that something in this deck is about to talk to me in a big way. And so yesterday I get settled. My heart is like opened up and I am emotional and there's things happening all over and I can feel like I'm about to drop my moon cycle and I can just like, wow, I need to feel as much as I can feel. Do not run away from the feelings. Do not numb them out. Just keep feeling them. Just keep letting the tears come as they come. And as soon as I had a moment, I am going to pull from this deck. And so this Elena Fairchild deck, the White Light Oracle Guidebook, which I don't know, you know, I just got it. So I'm, I'm, I highly recommend any sort of deck, but I don't have a ton of like obsession with this. I, I wouldn't say go buy this right now because I, I haven't spent enough time with it, but this card alone might be enough for you to go buy it. I pull the card and it is number 44, Ishtar's Lion Gate 888. It's this beautiful picture of a lion and of course, number 44. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the Leo season. It's almost 808. It's lion, 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 roar, but roar for what your heart wants and needs and what is true for your heart, not for what the world wants or not for what you think you want. I posted a quote on Instagram that is just my new favorite. It says, do not be consistent 
but instead be true. And to me, that is so profound because we're so worried about being consistent. But in order to be true, you have to kind of be inconsistent. You have to be okay with your inconsistency because that's how dynamic and multidimensional we are. So I would much rather be true than be consistent because consistent means that I am going to follow a pattern no matter what, even if my body or the cycles disregard that, you know, or if I disregard the patterns and the cycles. So not worrying so much about the consistency, but worrying about, is this true for me? Asking that as often as you are willing to, is this still true for me? Because I'm, I'm changing, I'm evolving, the world is changing, we're evolving, it's moving fast, how fast we're changing and evolving. And if we don't constantly check in on that, I guarantee that they don't quite match up what your mind says and what your heart says. So as I'm reading this, Ishtar's Lion Gate 888, the first thing I want to say is that Ishtar in another Oracle deck that I have, which is a perfect intro deck called the Goddess Guidance Oracle deck. And this is a deck that I, even in my retreat that I ran, which hopefully, oh God, it was just so amazing. There was 50 of you and I just got two of these Goddess Guidance Oracle decks from Amazon and each one of you got a card. (laughs) It was just like, this is, this is who you are. This is the goddess. This is who you need to embody. This is the message for you. I think it's just such a fun idea to really find these goddesses that you just are drawn to and let them evolve as you evolve. But uh, Ishtar is so important because Ishtar in this deck, the goddess guidance oracle deck, is a beautiful warrior who teaches us about boundaries And so the fact that all of a sudden my worlds are colliding with something kind of new, which is Ishtar's Lion Gate 888, I never would have associated Ishtar with boundaries and really protecting space and protecting what we love and what is sacred with this heart thing. You know, so it's like, whoa, this is going to be profound. And so as I'm reading this, this is really what inspired this whole thing is this idea that on July 26, which is the start of the Lion's Gate portal, the start of Sirius rising, because in ancient, ancient Egypt, that is when they would celebrate the rise of Sirius, which is the rise of what is right and true and our civilization that is needed so desperately, our civilization that desperately needs love and ideas that are going to be for the highest good and that the things that we want to do and the things we get paid for and the things that we pursue also are in the highest interest of all. That is where these worlds get to collide. If we are willing to acknowledge it and look up and let our heart expand. And so the first thing I will say that we can't expand without boundaries. That's just not possible. Boundaries allow for deep, deep expansion. And so I want to share this because this felt so important. Ishtar is the queen of the night, a dark goddess of loss and letting go, but also a priestess of light who holds the key to renewal from suffering. She is relentless in her pursuit of the path to true inner freedom. She willingly surrenders her attachments and her identities, even separating herself temporarily from her loved ones with such boldness and confidence that she crosses into realms where others dare not go. She experiences vulnerability and in that state discovers deep truth. So knowing that to have 
full expansion, the best expansion possible, we need to know where one begins and where one ends, where one person's energy is and where our energy actually is. If we don't have that boundary, if we don't have that understanding, then we will always be confused about where we start and where we, be, where we begin. And as I'm reading this, and it says about the ancient Egyptian celebration on July 26, it says, in modern times in different latitudes, the date for the rising of Sirius varies considerably. Nonetheless, the eighth day of the eighth month is considered especially potent. This is when the lion's gate falls. So all of a sudden we visualize the lion's gate. Okay, what does that mean? Lion's gate portal. Oh, it's a gate that's closed. And then all of a sudden it's open. It's an opportunity. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay, <laughs> this is a, a thing to be aware of. It says when combined with the eight-pointed star of Ishtar, the numerical frequency of the spiritual portal or doorway that opens is the 888. It will stimulate your soul in its unique way. It facilitates a deepening intimacy between the spiritual worlds and the earth plane, an amplification of life, and an outpouring of positive blessing for humanity. It is believed many, if not all, cosmic avatars who come to earth as advanced spiritual guides hail from Sirius, and they make their blessings increasingly available to humanity during the openings between the worlds. Ah, so if hope has been difficult to find or all seems lost, Remember, this light shall return and beautiful blessings are destined to unfold in your life. So imagining two suns, not just our Leo sun that we see, but Sirius, the sun of Sirius, S-U-N of Sirius, this other star, two of them are above us in this time that we're in for all of Leo season and especially in the middle of it, that we get to see and expand and understand what it is that we are here to do, what is true for our heart, what are we willing to fight for, and not being ashamed of what we want to fight for, fighting for it completely and wholly, and then just being really aware of what fights are not worth fighting and what fights are worth fighting. And so this is what I'll finish with. This is the parable kind of quote, if you want to repeat after me, if you're still with me. May the enlightened heart that truly loves humanity bring forth the compassion, mercy, grace, and protection needed so all beings may gain spiritual benefit, freedom, truth, and peace. We have so much work to do in our life, but the biggest work that we can do is make sure that our heart is expanding and make sure that we are always picking up more things that we discover in our heart that might not be of the highest vibration, which we all have. Bitterness, sadness, resentment, jealousy, judgment, (laughs) anything that's not compassionate and loving. If we are not compassionate and loving or if we're quick to react or we're aggressive, it's because we're being quick to react and aggressive and critiquing of our own selves. And so if you're not holding yourself, loving yourself, mother warting yourself, That is what to focus on. Find the boundaries you need so that you can make that space. You can see yourself for who you really are. You can love and nurture yourself and mother yourself as much as needed. So you realize your value and your worth, which is why Isis is so powerful to work with as a goddess. And then 
we get to pull that into this collective consciousness. If we're all doing it, then we all get to do it together. And we get to see more and we get to walk bravely and proudly. And it's just so magic. So knowing that the eight is about always changing, the eight is about reciprocity. It's about constant death and rebirth and changes and cycles and knowing that we are all looked after and that we get to create this together. This is a powerful, potent, creative channel so that ideas to solve or to help or to contribute to the world and making it a better place, making us feel less sad, less tired, less exhausted, but making us feel our true selves, more joyful, more vibrant, full of energy, being our true selves from the way we work out to the way we eat, to how we talk to others, to what we do for a living. This is a potent time for us to hone in on that and really celebrate it and be honest about it. And then just take our whole heart and put it all out there because there's nothing to lose. There's everything to gain when you find your truth to share it. Oh, thank you for this wonderful, <laughs> uh, beautiful place for me to share for me at podcast, for being a listener, for being a part of my own journey and evolution of eight after eight after eight. And I'm just really grateful. I'm so grateful for this energy, this space, this time. It's such a fun, powerful, cool place. If you have any questions, any thoughts, I will link some things below. I am so grateful to be able to work with people through the bird quiz and through these fitness modalities and through my online membership that is just always evolving, just like I am, to provide the things that are needed that I feel are truly needed for us to be our biggest, brightest selves. Education, knowledge, tapping into our true ways of being, expanding outside of what we think we should be. And it's just been such a blessing to be able to do that from supplements to herbs to just platform in general. So there's some links below. And I am just so sending all my love, my whole heart. Go be a lion. Be a lion proudly and just roar. I'll see you guys soon.